talk radio, music, and podcasts from the Korean Peninsula. KoreaFM.net. After high winds and the biggest snowfall in three decades, canceled flights and stranded thousands of passengers at Jeju's only airport, an old but still untested idea has resurfaced. Could problems related to weather delays and increasing travel to the island be solved by a train tunnel? I spoke with a member of a Korean construction and urban development organization who says yes. My name is Nicole Medimorek, and I'm the co-author of Cojects. Cojects is a website about transport projects and urban development in Korea. In January, there was this big snowstorm, and 500 flights have been cancelled, and 90,000 people have been like, you know, stuck on the island. I saw some news articles pop up that mentioned, you know, the idea, like a rail undersea tunnel from Jeju to the mainland. The first, like, really serious studies have been made around 2008. Concept plan, how it looked like, that has to be, has to include a, a, a bridge, has to include a tunnel that passes through Jujido, an island, like, halfway to Jujido. So, the costs are the most tricky part. It's expected to be somewhere between 14 to 20 trillion Korean won. And that's really a lot. That's also almost as much as the High-speed rail from Seoul to Busan was like at the same costs, uh, but this was like 280 or 300 kilometers. This is just a 70-kilometer long project. One reason a solution for Jeju's travel woes is so important is that tourism to the island has not only increased dramatically in recent years, but is also expected to see even larger increases in the future. My name is Shin Hyun Chol, and I'm working for Jeju Tourism Organization as Chief Manager in charge of Overseas Marketing Department. Jeju Tourism Organization was established um, to promote Jeju tourism brand over the world. And uh, our marketing activities actually are aimed at targeting mostly foreign tourists. And we believe it is necessary for public organization for better local economy development. The Jeju government officially announced the uh, tourist arrivals since 2000. It was 288,425 people for foreigners and 3,822,509 people for domestic tourists. It was total around 4.1 million people coming to Jeju at the time. But now, the number of tourists arrival in total, around 13 million people coming to Jeju last year, 2015. It's, it, it shows like uh, around 257% increase. In terms of the uh, foreign uh, Jeju tourism market segmentation, around uh, 85% of market uh, share last year is China. Around 2.2 million people coming to Jeju from China. And the second market was coming from Japan. And the, the third market was coming from Malaysia and Singapore and Indonesia and Vietnam followings. In addition to millions of travelers from foreign countries to Jeju each year, the amount of air travel to the island from Seoul is number one in the world. International Air Transport Association, called IATA, has announced it for Jeju 
the most crowded air routes in the world in 2014. In particular, Jinpoint Jeju route has increased dramatically aviation demand, including being named to the biggest route in the world since 2011. Passengers between Jinpoint Jeju was around 9.8 million people, while the route to Tokyo and Sapporo shows uh, 9.17 million people. This is because a rapidly growing low-cost carrier, we call LCC industry. You know, uh, as I told you before, that uh, many Chinese tourists coming to Jeju, right? So last year, the number of Chinese tourists arrived to Jeju was 2.2 million people. They are coming to Jeju through direct flight, but the point is they are also using actually domestic air routes between Gimpo and Jeju. So those facts are leading uh, the route mentioned Gimpo and Jeju as the most crowded route over the world. While a second Jeju airport is planned to be operational by 2025, Kojak's rider Nikola Medimorik says that won't solve the island's transportation problems. In case of a snowstorm, the flights get cancelled and people are stuck on the island, like we saw just recently. And rail can operate also during really like heavy snowstorm or snowstorms or any kind of extreme weather phenomenon. And then the air route from Seoul to Jeju is very congested. It's like the busiest air route in the world. There's so many flights every day, 10 million passengers per year that, fly, that use this um, connection. So it's possible like the, the demand exists, could be easily shifted from air to rail, and it was also like save a lot of pollution, a lot of fuel, a lot of benefits for the health. And another very positive argument is, is there's a huge catchment area actually, you know, like not people, not only people from Seoul would benefit from such a rail connection. Also people from Gwangju or anywhere along the way, because the train usually stops many couple of times. So like people in, let's say, Daejeon, Gwangju, also like Suwon or like a little more south of Seoul, they could all benefit and um, save more time by not having the, the, you know, the trouble, don't have to take the trouble to get to the airport in Gwangju or get to the airport in Gimpo to take a flight to Jejudo. But despite the benefits of building a train bridge and tunnel to Jeju Island, the costs associated with the project may keep it from ever becoming a reality. Currently, we have a high-speed rail going from Seoul to Gwangju, but we still don't have a high-speed rail going from Gwangju to, then further to Mokpo. That's already planned and going to be built, I think, soon. But then again, we need uh, one more high-speed rail, or let's say rail track from Mokpo up to the end of the southern coast. And from there, then a bridge, like around 28 kilometer long bridge, would lead to Bogeldo, a small island, uh, very close to the south coast. And then from there, the tunnel, the rail undersea tunnel would start, lead 76, uh, 70 kilometers uh, to Jejuto. And there's some take a small detour from uh, to Chuchito Island on the halfway. I mean, it's a really interesting idea. For example, like government officials from Jolanamdo, of course, they would love to see this because more than even tourists from 
from abroad to come to Jeju-do could easily take the train and travel to Jolanamdo or travel to the mainland and then go further. These kind of regions might attractive for international tourism. It's not only the people from the mainland go to Jeju-do, also like visitors from abroad visiting Jeju-do and then easily take the train to travel further inside the country. And maybe even then, it will be still a lot of, you know, there won't be a lot of support for this project because there are many difficulties. Like, it's, of course, very expensive. The cost-benefit ratio is really low. And even if you build it, you know, it's not only the construction costs, it's also the maintenance costs. And then if something happens, you're not really sure, like, you know, if the if the government says, okay, there was a security issue, we have to shut it down. And then there's this risk for this investor or like the construction company or the operation company that they lose a lot of money. So it's not really even clear if somebody wants to build it. And it's really not sure if, if ever if you're ever going to see this tunnel constructed. For KoreaFM.net, I'm Chance Dorland.